This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Mario, do you know the definition of empower? Yeah, being uh, enabled to take steps to grow, right? Having that freedom. Um, so it's the point of growth is empowerment. In its true definition, it is a verb and it is the authority or power to do something. A and when we have the power to do something, guess what? We usually do it. When you feel empowered, you feel capable because you're able to act. Yeah, you take action, right? You take action, you're not stopped. So what that also causes is just opportunities, new opportunities that you can create. Uh, and that leads just to new levels of productivity, personally, professionally, in every area of your life because you're causing something, you're taking action. And along the way, you're going to find things that work that don't work, but you're like, it's okay. Let's, let's figure out how we could continue moving forward. So that, that's empowerment. So before we get into like what that is and how it feels, I think the more obvious thing is to talk about what it looks like and what it feels like when you're not empowered. You know, and I, I think about the, the most probably frustrating thing is when you're at the airport, right? <laughs> when you have no power, no control, there's nothing you can do. You can't make a flight take off. You can't do anything. And at that point, you know, you have to just roll with the punches. You feel helpless. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. emotions. <laughs> Frustrated, right? And, 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 and you feel, I guess those are the two of you. I mean, helpless and, and uh, stranded if you're at the airport. Uh, but yeah, you feel disempowered. That's the reverse of that. This right. is, you have you no cause in the no matter. Authority, no authority, no power, yeah. no anything. You're just at the mercy of someone else. And you shut down. Yeah. yeah. Or, and usually, or you get mad, right? Because you can't do anything. And when you can't do anything, you get frustrated and you want to take action because by nature, we love to drive action, to move things forward. And so to feel not empowered is... Very, I don't know if it's just like, it's very humbling for one, and it's also very frustrating. So why is being an empowered employee, team member, leader important? Well, it's the productivity, right? And, then the, and the, this, not so much about the end goal of the organization, but you feel like you, 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 cause, you cause a shift, right? You're, you're, you're of importance, you're making a difference. That's the empowerment piece. I think that at the core, as an individual, before we even get into sales metrics and all that kind of jazz, is that you're there. It's like, I, I matter. And because I matter, I'm making a difference for the community that you serve, for organization you serve. But that's where that empowerment comes from, is that, yes, I, I, I'm making a difference, a dent in this world. To do good. Mm. Right. To do good. Or do bad if you're a villain. Oh, yes. But, well, if you think about, um, you know, making a difference, sometimes we have that same feeling of being frustrated or despair when you're at work and you want to make the difference, but you can't, right? So like you have a great idea, but it has to go through this and it has to go through this budget and then this person has to approve it. And then that committee meets every quarter and they'll decide then what the quarter initiatives are for the next one. And 
as a, a leader, you know, that makes sense, right? You're like, yeah, we have to do the quarterly budget. But there's that disconnect when it comes to the person who's having the idea, right? How how do you keep them feeling motivated if there's all this hierarchy or, or you know, bureaucracy that has to happen in order for an idea to come to light? It goes back to knowledge, that whole uh, saying knowledge is power. It's okay. It's going to take some time. But here's the process. To your point, yeah, there's a bunch of committees. Anything has to get approved. Especially when you're dealing with legal and compliance, that could take forever. But a lot of a lot of ideas that came out through this pandemic were incorporated right. in many organizations and many inventions. But it took a process, you know, trial and error. Does this make sense? How does this impact? Is there risk assessed to that? So there, you know, sometimes an idea doesn't come to fruition maybe to two years down the line, or even longer. But as long as that person understands that there's a process and like, hey, I could flip the switch. No, there's there's a process involved. Uh, and especially organizations, it's that reputational risk. So there's risk compliance. Does it make sense? How does this really get out to, to really be a service to all and not just to one? The other uh, thing I, that managers can do is if someone has a great idea and it may be hard to implement or, or you're going to be presenting it up, let that person be the presenter. I'm a big believer in sharing the spotlight. Give it to other people. And so if we want to empower our team to have ideas, we need to put them on the right stage in front of the right group. And if you have an idea that that may change the organization or it's an idea that's going to save money or add dollars or bring in revenue, instead of as a manager being the person who delivers that message, let the person who came up with that idea be the deliverer. Because you know what? Sometimes even if that doesn't come to fruition – they'll understand the process and guide them through it, right? Like don't let anyone sink just to teach them a lesson, but like say like, okay, well now, you know, if you did this, um, now we have to present it to this steering committee. And that steering committee is going to ask you like these type of questions and have a presentation that's going to cover X, Y, Z, so that by the time you're in front of them, you're prepared to answer the questions that are that get asked at that level. And then if we make it past that committee, no, there's going to be one more council meeting. And at that point, the questions are going to be more top level. And you should be prepared to answer questions like X, Y, Z, like handhold people through the process. Because the first time it's really scary. The second time, you know, you get a little more confident. And then by the third time, it's going to be muscle memory. That's a sign of a good leader of presenting visibility and a platform for the individual. Hey, it's your idea. Run with it. Because you, you, a leader that wants to run with it of an idea of someone else, you're doing a disservice because you're not driving and presenting with the same passion and understanding of this idea from that who created it, right? Uh, so that's a sign of a great leader. It's just providing that visibility. And to your point, you know, like I tell many individuals, hey, when you go to an interview, right, when I coach individuals, one of two things will happen. One, I'll know that you get visibility, right? That's that's a given. Either you get the job or you don't get the job, right? But at the end of the day, it's a win because you got in front of someone. There's visibility. And you're going to walk away with, maybe I didn't get a job because I need to work on X, Y, Z skills. That's great. That's a win. Had you not gone out there, you would have never, you know, known what, what do I have to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen many individuals that didn't get the job first round, but they were confident enough, courageous enough to reach out to the hiring managers, like, you know, who they would report to if they would have got the job. What do I have to do? All right, well, here's what you got to do. And they stuck with it. I see two individuals in, in recently in my career that they got their, their job 
And obviously there was a whole hiring process, interview process, but we knew who was going to get the job because they did the job, right? right? They ran with it. They showed it. They showed the passion. Like the bar was set so high. It's like for someone to top that, it would be very difficult to do that. So I seen two individuals do that and it's, it's a humbling experience, right? But at the same time, it's just awareness. It's like, and, and that passion will drive you to the next, to the next level. And so again, it, it you know it's making sure that the leaders provide that opportunity for for those those individuals with great ideas because you just never know what that idea can actually come into fruition and what, what it unravels itself to be. Absolutely, and you know we talk about like feeling like an authority or you know that comes with being empowered, and I also think not only about you know we running an idea through from start to finish, but I also think about like commercializing that idea or, you know, if that idea didn't work, trying it a different way or sharing it on different platforms or meeting with different teams and saying like, hey, I had this idea. It didn't work for my team, but I believe in what it can do and maybe it'd be a better fit over here. And asking questions that, you know, when you, you know, get feedback, you talked about specifically an interview, but if you have an idea and it doesn't come to fruition, I would also say like, okay, well, what was what did you like about this idea? What didn't you like? What should I have been stronger on? Um, and in general, most people do want to get feedback. We want positive feedback. We want the negative feedback. We want all the feedback so that we can then take it and then make a better presentation next time or come up with a stronger idea or you know rework that idea to be one that's going to fit. But if you feel like you can and that people saw you, that people heard you, then you'll feel that empowerment to continue. It's human nature. We want to gauge, right? We want to gauge where we're at. Uh, the whole thing, uh, <laughs> I still see a lot of, uh, well, when my wife and I go out dancing and see live music and I run into old musician friends of mine, hey, how did that sound? How did I do? It's just human nature, right? Because you have to gauge it. Right? You know, is, is, is the audience receptive? And again, we all have audiences, whether you're a musician on stage or your audience where you're presenting at an organization. How did that? How did that resonate with people? Right? How did I communicate? Uh, so that's that's the other important piece of of what of of knowing the empowerment of you know gauging it. But then also, I wanted to talk about empowerment. With great, was it? What's the saying? With great responsibility, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Right? There's a backside to that empowerment. Mm-hmm. So when you're empowered, know that now you're responsible for other things. Right? Uh, there's follow through that has to. It's not just an idea. And let's see if it if it sticks on the wall. No, what's the follow through, right? What's the accountability to those that said yes? And so there's more to it than just kind of raising your hand and bringing an idea. There's a responsibility that comes with it to seeing it through. Yeah, you know, it's it, my dad always says like, when we throw out ideas, he's like, a ver qué pega y si no despegado estaba, you know. And it's I love that, you know. You just got to throw things out there and see see what happens, what comes to fruition. But also, if it doesn't, like. That's okay too, but yeah. try. But to your, you know, great, you know, with great power comes great responsibility with your Spider-Man quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also, we have to, once we do it, we have to help others do it. And I love, you know, Julie always says, uh, si se puede porque si se pudo. And that's true. Like if one of us makes it, show the next person how to make it or what it looks like and how to follow the process and and teach people from a genuine spot of like you know what if i would if i would have to do it again i would have done it like this or 
I would try this or, you know, watch out for this. And I'm not saying that, you know, everyone's mean, but there's some mean people who maybe don't want to see you win. Yeah. But look for the people who have one and who bring others along. And they're very easy to spot because they have a genuine just character, very just, you know, you just, you know, you feel it when someone wants to help you. Yeah, they, they have your best interests in mind, right? And so you say that character matters, right? Being that genuine, authentic individual, you'll find it. You know, you could see, you could read right through the lines with those that are not and, you know, they're out for themselves. Uh, but th that encouragement also, it, it, it provides that space of autonomy for that individual, right? I'm empowered. So there's, and, and I say autonomy, there has to be guardrails, right? There has to be guardrails. So to leverage, you know, your skills effectively within the mission and vision of of the uh, of the organization you're within, right? It's not autonomy. It's, it's, it's an open checking. You can write and do whatever. No, it, it has to align with what the mission and vision. Where I think a lot of organizations now, especially with the focus on diversity and inclusion, give you that autonomy, give you that autonomy to be who you are, show up with these ideas, fresh ideas, mm -hmm. uh, to really continue to elevate and stay relevant with what you know the the society needs nowadays. We're going to refresh our cafecito. While we do that, visit our website, corpcafecito.com, for more information on how to contact Mario or me. with the DEI groups, you know, like you mentioned, is is really key, right? We've got we've got people who can megaphone our wins. We have people who are looking for our wins and who are trying to hire us for what we've done and what we can do and our potential. If you think about it, you know, I, I it's like it's almost like a corporate palanca. They're looking for people who are capable and are part of the Latin community. And how do we get the right people in those positions or how do we meet them? And that's networking, right? So we could go meet them and then feel empowered and then send them our resume or connect with them. And now we have advocates. And when you have advocates for you, that's where that like empowerment comes where like I can fail, but these people have my back or these people know me and they know what I can do. So even if this one didn't stick, I can make one stick later. Yeah, I mean, you bring up advocacy, then you have champions for that. You have sponsors that, that are actually taking that initiative to solve those problems, right? Uh, and in doing that, it also helps improve performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and then ultimately, for, for those that are running businesses out there, uh, I think we all do, either you're in corporate America or as an entrepreneur, you provide that customer satisfaction. That's the important piece of that, of that, of that collaboration and of that synergy as well. Uh, so it's, it's an important time right now to really... I don't want to say, you know, ride, ride the, the, the boat for now. No, I think it's here to stay. There's, you know, the opportunity for the diverse and inclusion. And really, this is a point, I think, in history where we're really understanding each other differently for what we bring to the table, understanding the difference in cultures. Uh, even within our own Latino culture, we have multiple differences, right? Not differences, but uniquenesses, Right. Mexico does things differently from, from those in Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina. 
But at the end of it, you know, we have that passion. We have that passion that unites us. And seeing more Latins in leadership positions empowers others to get there too. And I love, I've seen a lot of uh, books that have been written. I see a lot of other podcasts or even just features. And I'm like, yes, you know, there we go back to Julie. Si se puede porque si se pudo. And mm. someone's done it. So we are now, we have a different kind of empowerment because now we have the visual goal setting of like someone has already done it so I can do it. I have the power and the authority to do this, to move this forward. And if you think about what empowerment does, it kind of releases some of our fear because it's very scary to be the first person to do something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But once you, yeah, like once you do it, or once you've seen it done, it's very like then that's, you know, I always joke if you go down Lake Street in Marlboro's Park, there's like 300 taquerias because one person started a taqueria and it went really well and now there's more. And so if we see that, if we see success, if we continue to model it, then other people will feel empowered to be like, you know what? I can do that too. Yeah. And, and that's a great example of multiple taquerias on one, one, one street. But then you bring your uniqueness. Right? Yeah, you're making tacos, but now we're making it this style, estilo Guerrero, estilo Durango, estilo. There's a uniqueness to it. Yeah, you're doing the same thing, but differently. So that's one thing, too, that I want to make sure that as we see individuals soar and, and show us what's possible, doesn't mean you have to run their race and make it the same. Yep. No, bring your uniqueness to it. What How can does, you make uh, it different? What does Juan Luis Guerra say? Ni es lo mismo, ni es igual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you bring your uniqueness to that. So you're empowered to to bring you, right, the, the uniqueness in, in there as well. Uh, so, and in that, you're going to see too, for, for, for those, when this happens, this, this empowerment happens, leaders will also have to accept the fact that there are going to be people that are going to succeed, which you want them, and they're going to transition out, mm-hmm. right? For those that are managing or sales leaders out there, you all understand that it's for a limited time you have these individuals because they're going to thrive, and you want them to do that because now you're releasing leaders. That's the job again, and I'll say it day in and day out, that his job as a leader is to develop them and then release them. Absolutely. Right? There is no success without a successor. Exactly. But you know, one of the things that I struggle with, it's people, and I'm not going to call them leaders, but they're managers, or you could call them a boss because that's all they do. They micromanage. They don't empower. They need to be the the one who checks everything at the end. They, you know, stifle the growth of their team because, oh, well, we can't find someone else who's going to do the job as well as you can. Or, you know, they just don't promote their team, the capabilities. They want to, they have, they have to have so much control over everything that no one else has control on the team. And that's where you're going to lose your people to other companies. Well, hence the name manager, right? You manage mm-hmm. and maintain, right? That's why I like the the uh, the uh, title sales leaders, right? Because you're going to lead, right? You're going to lead individuals to maybe levels of success never never anticipated, right? Or never actually uh, been been at a certain level. You're going to reach new heights, right? That probably never before your organization has ever reached. So, yeah, that that whole title manager is maintaining and manage, right? And then we've done enough of that for the last two years, this pandemic. It's yep. time to look at ways to what did we learn, right? There's always a learning. And how can we improve on that and make things different, right? That's when that thrive mindset comes into play is that shift. And it's all mindset. It's all mindset. It is. 
And you know what? Your team shouldn't want you to do that either. You know, with my uh, logistics company, I always say, if I have to be on a van, then who's going to be removing the obstacles? And, you know, that's not the most, you know, that's not, that's my job. My job is to remove obstacles, to move us forward, to check this compliance, to make sure we're this with safety, et cetera. And so, you know, I tell my team, I'm like, the only way we succeed is if everyone does what they're supposed to do. But if I have to be here doing this, then who's going to be doing that? And understanding we all have roles on the team and everybody has the power to make that difference. Uh, but how you make that difference is going to change the effectiveness of the team. And, and to that, I'd add that remember, actually helping the, 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 your team member recognize and reminding them of the importance of their role. Sometimes when someone's in a role for so long, they don't think that their role is important anymore. It's yeah. just a grind. It's like, hey, you, pay, you play an integral part to the overall strategy here. If we don't have you, guess what? To your point, your logistics, people are not getting their packages on time, right? And so this whole empowerment, too, is also understanding where they're at and the role that they, they have, but it also reduces the dependency, right? It creates that independence because they're able to make calls based on, on what you've empowered them, again, within the guardrails, right? Within the guardrails, uh, and they become resourcefulness, and they become more dependent. Uh, you become independent where you can depend on them, right? Yep. And they become leaders in. That's that's where that leadership happens. And also, you know, talking to different team members, there's some people that say like, hey, I just, this is what I want to do. I'm very happy with what I'm doing. You know, I may have some ideas or whatnot, but I don't want to move up. I'm happy here. And it, it's interesting because... I'm noticing some of my friends kind of hitting that where they're just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. Like, I like what I do. I don't want to take on the responsibilities of having to travel every week or having to, you know, sacrifice my time with my family or having to do this. Like at one point that would have meant something to me, but now this means, you know, something to me. And now my, you know, my, my power to choose is all the empowerment I need. I choose to stay here or I choose to do this. And that's empowerment, right? A lot of times we think of empowering as like moving forward or moving up or doing this and having that, you know, but a lot of it is also having the power or the authority to be like, that's it, you know, I'm happy here. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's quite okay. In that though, I, I would acknowledge everyone, not acknowledge, encourage everyone that's listening, highlight those individuals because- they get forgotten. Oh, that's so and so. They're still in the same role. No, I, I would, I would, you know, uh, present the opportunity. It's like, hey, I can respect that, and I acknowledge where you're at. You're comfortable, and this is where you want to be at. There's nothing wrong with that. Would it be okay that I can highlight the work that you're doing? Can I present others to kind of reach out to you because others aspire to be in your role, right? And and so now you're presenting an opportunity of them empowering others, as well. Um, and it's okay. But then you're also creating visibility. It's like, hey, this person is where they're at. They're okay where they're at. But look at what they're doing too. They're empowering the next generation, right? They're coaching and they're mentoring others that aspire to that role and more as well. Yeah. So I think in summary, if we think about like empowering our team, it's about three things. Making sure they have the power and the authority to make decisions or to drive action. To have that feeling that they're making a difference. And as a leader, modeling 
what that looks like, showing our teams that you can move on or this is how you do this, this, this in front of the steering committee, like being that coach along the way to show them how to get to where they want to go. Yeah. And then you feel empowered. You're making that difference, right? So, well, we thank you for tuning in yep. to another episode here uh, at Corporate Cafecito on Empowerment. Hopefully uh, you took around some, took away some nuggets for that. And we look forward to you tuning in yeah, at our next episode. Los esperamos y pa adelante. Hasta luego. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform. 